So, our first uh, Dharma talk. As I said, the Dharma talks are intended to explain to us the theory behind the practice, what we are doing here. Uh, for me, they are very important because it gives us the essence of the practice and it is very helpful uh, to do the practice uh, afterwards in a, in a useful way. Uh, there are two questions. I will uh, first answer them and then I uh, start with the Dharma talk. So uh, one question is uh, what to do when the legs become numb and they have these uh, needles and pain and things like this. First uh, we have to understand this is very natural. Uh, it will happen, it happens because we block the flow of the blood in the hips and in the knees. So uh, the best uh, solution first is to make sure this is not so much blocked. So to make the hips much higher than the knees, even to sit like on something very high in this way that the hips are open then the flow uh, of blood will continue and also not to uh, bend too much the knees this is one option uh, the other option is to sit with the legs straight um, or to sit on a chair whatever is needed and uh, then you will see in the practice that uh, when it's little this uh, interruption of the, the pain is little you can still continue to do to direct the attention again and again to the breath and then it's fine just continue to do this but when it becomes too much of a struggle that you only concentrate on what happens in the legs and you are not able to bring the attention back to the breath anymore then it's better to just uh, stop the practice for a moment straighten the legs let the blood flow relax the system and then come back to the practice and the more you are practicing you will see the body will get used to the sitting, it will get used to the sensations and it will be, uh, you, you will be able to endure it better. But uh, slowly, slowly, be gentle with the body, don't fight it. Uh, the other question uh, in the walking meditation, is it uh, good to um, mentally note what is going on in the feet? Like to say, now the heel is touching, now the toes, now this, like the same we do with the breast to say inhale and exhale mentally then of course you can do it, it's uh, very good, it will help you to concentrate. So you can say heel, toes, or whatever you want to say, and just keep this. Uh, and again, don't be on automatic uh, mode. Uh, make sure that it's only if you notice that now the heel is touching that you say heel, and now the toes, you say toes, but not like a, like a mantra that you're repeating automatically, heel, toes, heel, toes, and your attention is completely wandering somewhere else. Okay, so um, this is for these questions. So what are we doing here? <laughs> Why did we come here for a week? Why are we keeping silence? Why are we going to practice a lot the physical uh, yoga and also the mental yoga? When uh, yoga looks at uh, human beings, uh, yoga says this uh, human form that we have is uh, our vehicle in life. It is uh, through this vehicle that uh, we live. It is through this vehicle that we uh, take our journey in life, uh, that we move, that we act, that we perceive, that we think, that we create relationships. And we can see it, that uh, we do everything through this body and uh, mind. And uh, we can see also that we can, uh, like a vehicle, that we can control it. For example, if you decide now to look up, you can do it, you know, you can move it up the same that you steer the wheel uh, to the right. So we can see that we have the same relationship 
with this uh, system, with this human system, we can use it like using a car to take us where we want or to do what we want. Uh, maybe the biggest difference <laughs> between the car and this human system is that uh, uh, we can always go out of the car at will, but it's a little bit more difficult to go out of this uh, vehicle, out, out of this body and mind at will. But uh, all the rest is pretty much the same. And because we cannot uh, go out of this vehicle, because this is uh, the only vehicle we have for this life, this is the only way we can act and we can perceive this world, uh, Yoga says it is most important that we make sure that this vehicle, this uh, body and mind are in good condition, because we are stuck in them, and it is only through them that we can communicate with life or that we can live. Um, we can think of a car, uh, it is very clear for us that uh, if uh, we have a car that is in a good condition, everything is working smoothly, the fuel is full, everything is perfect, the radio, the air condition, uh, then the ride will be joyful ride. Then different things can happen on the way. But if we have a good car, the car will not be the problem. The car will be, we will be able to use the car to take us where we want to go and uh, the ride will be nice. But uh, if we have a car that is broken, if we have a car without air conditioning or, you know, something is leaking, then doesn't matter what happened on, on the road, the drive will be a nightmare because we will have to stop every five minutes to fill up gas or, or, or oil or it will be very hot or whatever. So all of us very naturally prefer to drive a well-maintained car uh, than, a, than a broken car. And the same goes here. Uh, with our own system, with our own uh, body and mind, it is very clear that uh, if they are in better condition or the more they are in good condition, then our journey in life will be better. And we see it a lot. Uh, for example, when we are ill, then it's like this vehicle is not uh, working well. And then how is the journey in life in those days that we are ill? It immediately becomes a nightmare. And uh, immediately we cannot do all the things that we want to do, just like a broken car. I want to go somewhere, but I cannot do it when it, as long as the car is broken. So when this body is ill, we cannot do what we want in life, and life becomes a nightmare. And probably you've seen it on yourself or other people that are chronically ill and you can see how how life become becomes like uh, a little bit torture or just not so nice uh, and also the mind the mind uh, you can see it that when your mind is not in good condition when there is a lot of uh, fears or depression or just uh, too many thoughts too many desires whatever it is uh, you can see that the life becomes uh, much more difficult than when the mind is calm and steady. So Yoga says, this is your vehicle for this life. And in the same way that you have responsibility for your other vehicle, your car, uh, or other instruments that you are using in this life, like your cell phone or your computer or whatever, you have responsibility over this system as well. And the condition of this system will determine the condition of your life. And uh, they have taught us over the years 
to take care of the car. We know how to put the fuel, how to take it to the garage every, I don't know, few kilometers uh, to annual check or whatever is needed. Uh, no, nobody expects the car to work well if there is no gasoline or if oil is leaking or if there is no air in the tires. We know we have to fix it in order to continue driving. Uh, they taught us how to take care of our cell phones. Uh, all of us are very dedicated in uh, <laughs> plugging our cell phones in the night for them to serve us, in the, serve us in the morning. So we do a lot of things with other instruments or other vehicles we have. But uh, they taught us very little about our own vehicle, about our own body and mind, and very little about our responsibility towards them and uh, how to maintain them, how to take care of them, how to make them perfect and useful for this life. And uh, so we go through this life uh, neglecting this instrument and then uh, we slowly start to suffer. Either we suffer because of different diseases uh, or because we're overweight or because we're not flexible enough and we cannot no longer move and probably you've met people that uh, can no longer reach the hand to the top shelf because, I don't know, there is some pain in the shoulder. So uh, we neglect this instrument and then we start to see that our options in life are uh, diminishing. We can do less and less things with the body, but also we see it with the mind. That when we neglect the mind and we become uh, with too many, I don't know, fears and uh, depression and all these things, then also with the mind we cannot, uh, we cannot use it well. And then we see different things like a uh, problem to sleep at night, problem to maintain relationships, uh, difficulty to study, different things that we want to do. Uh, it, it can be like uh, even we can be in a very wonderful place like this, but we cannot sometimes if the mind is full of uh, bothering thoughts and ideas, we cannot even see that we are in a wonderful place. It will be like a nightmare, although we are in paradise. So. Um, they never taught us how to maintain that we have the responsibility and how to maintain the body and the mind. And the yoga says, uh, let us teach you and let's, uh, let's learn together that we have this responsibility and let's uh, um, learn some techniques of body and mind and how to do it. And uh, a retreat is very special because in a retreat is like we say, let's take this uh, vehicle of our, ours and let's uh, treat it deeply. Let's say uh, it's not just the daily treatment that we give it, uh, just let's do like a deep treatment like uh, the one that we do with the car every 10,000 kilometers or 50,000 kilometers. We put it in the garage and they go deep in the pipes and in the oil and whatever and they do there. So the same idea here with a retreat. Uh, it doesn't mean that in the daily life we don't have to do it. Also in the daily life, of course, we want to uh, give right conditions for this uh, body and mind to make sure that we have our daily practice, our daily good nutrition and our daily meditation practice. But uh, here in a retreat, we want to go uh, deeper and we want to really do deep work uh, with the system to like to balance everything and to clean what is needed to be cleaned and to make sure that after the retreat we go back to life with a better working vehicle. Like in a garage, um, we cannot uh, continue driving the car 
and do a deep treatment at the same time. It is very clear for us when this time of the year comes that we have to put a car in treatment that uh, we will not be able to use the car for the whole day or maybe two days or three days, it doesn't matter. But we know that during this time of the deep treatment, the car cannot be used in its regular way. It has to be completely like shut down, silenced, and then it can only be treated deeply. The same goes here. We cannot do deep treatment for the body and the mind if we continue using it in our daily life. So we have to do uh, some special uh, condition or create some special conditions. We have to um, uh, stop using it for what we usually use it. So, and then we can look at our daily life and see what do we usually use? How do we use it, usually use the body and the mind? And we can see we're all the time running around different places uh, we're all the time uh, busy interacting with people. Uh, we're all the time busy, um, I don't know, with our cell phones, a lot of uh, information, a lot of uh, things that we do, uh, a lot of talking. <laughs> yeah, and all of this keeps, is, all of this is part of using this system. So when we want to do this uh, deep treatment, we have to stop all these things. And so we come here. And the first thing we do is to put the cell phone away and the computer and all of these uh, things. And immediately, maybe you already felt that there is some space created, that something that uh, kept you very occupied before with all these uh, things that you had to do. Uh, the moment we put all these instruments away, already there is some space. There is, uh, for some days, nothing to do. And so this our vehicle, this body and mind, immediately becomes more, uh, more quiet. And then uh, also um, the actions. There is nothing, there, we don't need to cook for anybody. We don't need to, uh, I don't know, take care of things. We don't need to run around. We are in one place. And in this place, it's like we have uh, nothing to worry about. We have a good shower, good bed, uh, somebody cooking for us, cleaning, everything is done. So uh, all these daily activities that we used to do are no longer here and we can just uh, devote the time to do our deep practices, our deep cleaning. Um, communication. How much during the daily life we communicate all the time talking and talking and listening and talking. And uh, now here, no talking, no listening, no need to interact, no need to create relationship and we all know how much uh, relationships uh, create movement in us, how much they occupy us. Either uh, this person told me this and what I'm going to tell him later and there is a lot of movement created every time we interact with another person. And here we have the privilege to completely shut down and it is completely okay that you don't even look at the other people. It's completely okay that you stand in the, I don't know, line for the coffee or the tea with your eyes down, not looking when you pass another person in the hall without looking, without saying good morning. This is the idea. But, and it's only for these days. It doesn't mean that you're uh, rude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's only for these days to really uh, make this uh, deep uh, shutdown for the system. The same with talking. Mm -hmm. We don't need to talk. We don't need to explain. 
we don't need to present ourselves nicely or uh, nothing of that. We don't need to listen to anybody else. Well, you have to listen to me now if you want, but <laughs> other than this, not much listening is needed. Only you can listen to the birds, the wind. Uh, so immediately again, more quiet in the system, more, um, the, more like this process of shutting down the system. Uh, another very important thing is there is nothing to think about. If you look at your daily life, you see how much you plan all the time. What is the next thing I'm going to do? What am I going to eat? What do I need to buy? All the time we are busy planning the next step. Here, no planning is necessary for, you know, until you go out of here on Saturday, you have nothing to plan. Everything is set. Don't worry about anything or don't bother yourself about anything. Just follow the bell. Time to come for the practice, come to the practice, time to eat, eat. Be like a, like a zombie, like a robot in that. And uh, don't worry, the world will manage without you thinking about the world for some time, without you planning, I promise you. And uh, even better that after this treatment, then you will be, uh, uh, you'll be able to better decide better plan, better do all these things. So don't bother about it now. Just do it later. When you go out of here, you will have enough time to plan your life ahead and you will do it much better than now with all the stress and all, all the things that uh, we come with from the daily life. So uh, this uh, shutting down of the system is, uh, is compulsory, we can say, for the deep uh, work that we want to do. Um, one more thing about this um, thinking and planning. Um, I, yesterday I mentioned it a little bit. When we keep silence, the silence is not only with the mouth. This is the easy part, not to talk. You see, it's not so difficult. But uh, you can see that uh, here we keep on talking. And this uh, talk that goes on in the head, uh, first of all, it's unavoidable. It will be there in the beginning. But for us to shut it down or to do this process of shutting down, uh, we don't want to, to get involved with it. We don't want to put attention in it or to do it on purpose. So every time you see that uh, there is a lot of chatter here, when you walk or where you eat or when you just have free time, just don't, don't help it. Don't participate with it. Don't uh, start following the, the thoughts that you have for example, again, if you're planning something, don't continue planning it. See that it came up spontaneously um, and it will always come up. I will explain it in a moment. And then just turn your attention to something outside of your head. For example, turn it to the breath and just follow the breath like you do in the meditation or turn, turn your direction to the nature and just look at the trees and the birds or something like this and you will see you will be able to notice this uh, movement of attention when it goes into the mind and the inner chatter and when it goes outside. And outside, it's always quiet. Look, uh, just bring a thought for just we'll do a little experiment. Uh, start to think what you have to do next. You can create this thought, just what you have to do next. And tell me if this thought, don't tell me, but think. <laughs> if this thought is outside, or inside of your head. And it's very clear that when we check, we can see that this thought of, oh, I have to do this and this is this, is only inside our head. It doesn't exist outside. 
Outside there is only the, the nature and the green and the birds. But all the things that we think and we plan and we feel, all of them are inside of us or inside this uh, vehicle. So whenever you see that your attention went inside and all this chatter starts, just direct your attention back outside and you will see that outside it doesn't exist. And then your attention will unavoidably again turn inside to the inner chatter and again do this. Turn your attention again outside and you will do it like uh, <coughs> maybe a million times a day, a day. It's okay. It doesn't matter. It's like in the practice. The attention goes away and I bring it back to the breath a million times. doesn't matter. What matters is that I can do it every time I notice it. So every time you notice that you went into your mind and you start to talk there, just bring your attention back outside, either the breath or the nature. And you will see that there, there, all these thoughts and ideas and plans don't exist. So, uh, as I said, it's um, this chatter of the mind is unavoidable, and it's very interesting to look at the content, contents of it, because it's always connected to what you have done before you came here. For example. Uh, if you have a lot of big projects, big projects to do, you will see that during the meditation and during your free time, what you're thinking about is all these things that you have to do with the project. Um, if you fell in love before you came here, you will see that uh, the thoughts are always about your, uh, this uh, person that you love and how much you miss him. Uh, if what you were thinking about before you came here was um, what to do next in your life, you will see that your mind will always go there again to, to start to think of, okay, after the retreat, what am I going to do with my life? What kind of decisions I have to take? Uh, if you had some, um, I don't know, physical problems, you will see that during the sittings and the free time, this will come up. Oh, I have this, I have to take care of this uh, illness or something this or some fear about the illness or whatever. So <clears throat> it's very nice to notice how always what the mind creates spontaneously, naturally, is always connected to what we have done before. And it doesn't matter at all what you see in your mind. Uh, it can be the most crazy thoughts. It can be, you know, you can sit in the meditation and say, oh, why am I thinking about this now? Doesn't matter what you're thinking about. Doesn't matter the contents, the, the, the ideas there. They don't, it doesn't matter. Only Thing that matter is that you notice that this is inner chatter of the mind and that you bring it back to the object of concentration if it's in the middle of a practice or outside so never fight with the ideas of your mind it don't it's not interesting don't get involved don't start to um uh, to analyze why i am thinking about this it's not interesting only the moment you have discovered that you started this chatter just come back to the object of concentration or something outside of you. So we have created these conditions. And in the beginning, what we are going to see is that we are still on the inertia of this uh, movement of the daily life. It's not like if I put the phone and I keep the silence, then immediately the system shut down, shuts down. It's, it's not working like this. It doesn't work like this. It will keep on like... Uh, turning. 
So you will see maybe a lot of impatience, a lot of difficulty to sit because we are used to being in a lot of movement. Or you will see uh, a lot of desires because we are used to, I don't know, to, 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 to do whatever we want if we are used to smoking or whatever. Or the need for some entertainment to read something or to draw if this is what we are used to do. So you will see that the system still have this inertia of wanting to do what it, it's, it's uh, used to do in the daily life. And then know that in, this, in the beginning it will be like this. Don't fight it. Don't wait uh, for it to stop. But just continue to follow the schedule, the, the food, the practices. And slowly, slowly you will see the system relaxing and calming down. And then eventually you will not want to go out back to the daily life. <laughs> and it will be you know, even maybe a little bit difficult to start again the movement outside. But... Uh, yeah, it's like this, what to do. Anyway, so um, in these days, today, tomorrow, maybe you will experience this still a lot of inner movement. Don't worry about it. Just follow the techniques, follow the practices, and slowly you will see. So this is the shutdown of the system. We are in this bubble. Now we can start to work uh, with uh, what we have. And uh, the first thing, is to first of all um, check what is the condition it's like uh, when we put the car in the garage they don't immediately start to fix yeah? they first have to check what is going on with the car what is the condition where there where are the problems or what is how is the engine sounding and all of this so the same we do when we practice we we sit we relax the body we relax the the breath and we check how is the mind what is the condition? If it's uh, too much movement, if it's too tired, if it's already quite calm. Um, and then we start the process of um, cleaning. And this process of cleaning is also very important. And if we again look uh, with this example of the garage and the car to identify, to see what is going on in the system, in the pipes and in the engine, well, we have to clean a little bit because it's all going to be full of oil and stuff and we cannot see what is going on there. So also here, if we want to see what is going on in our system, we have to do something of a little bit of a cleaning. How do we do this cleaning? How do it's, um, it's two things. It's uh, on the one hand is to clean and uh, second is to stabilize, to make it uh, like uh, calm and clean so we can see what is going on. Um, so we have a few techniques to, to clean and calm the, the system, this system. First is the, um, the daily physical practice that you do. Uh, when you do the practice, um, it's not like, um, I don't know, going to the gym or doing some aerobic uh, practice. Uh, we, when we do the yoga, the physical yoga practice, we do it uh, with uh, this uh, very special thing called, uh, called attention. We want to be fully focused on the practice. We don't want to be in the practice and in the meantime think of, uh, oh, how flexible I am and if I'm doing it right and what is the other person doing and uh, all of these things. We don't want to be occupied or um, yeah, to go after thoughts that come up. We want to stay in the movement and in the breath. 
So I really invite you when you do this practice, even if it is very different <coughs> than your usual yoga practice, uh, follow the instructions and see that you do the practice with attention to the movement, with attention to the breath. It doesn't matter how low you bend, doesn't matter how far you reach, how flexible or strong you are. This is not the idea of the yoga physical practice. It's not to make us flexible. Flexible is not to make us strong. This is not the idea. The idea is to use the body to stabilize the system, to relax the mind or to calm and clean the mind. Mm, but uh, it's uh, to work directly many times with the mind is, uh, is overwhelming for the system because the mind is very fluid and with a lot of movement and it is much easier to follow the body or to follow instructions to create movement in the body. Uh, a simple example, we can think of our mind uh, like a wild horse that we want to tame. I already talked a little bit about the horse, but imagine we start with a wild horse that we want to tame. We cannot immediately sit on the, ho on the horse and hold the reins because it will not allow us to do it. So uh, if we have this wild horse, first of all, what we want to do is to um, put it like in a, in a place, in a fence, in a farm, somewhere that it cannot uh, go completely wild, somewhere that we can control it a little bit. And then we are not going to sit directly on the horse, but we are going to hold it, the reins, uh, and, and lead it by walking, for example, <coughs> until the horse gets used to us and can relax like this or start to listen to us. So the body is like uh, working with the body with a physical practice is like uh, holding the horse with the reins but not sitting on it. And then by using the body slowly, slowly we, uh, we tame the mind or we relax the mind or clean the mind. And um, I invite you to check in your, um, when you do the practice how you start, how the mind is, how all your system, how it is when you start the physical practice and how you finish it. And mostly you will discover that maybe you've started with a lot of uh, thoughts and ideas and a little bit nervous or I don't know what, and you finish it much more relaxed. And this relaxation is not only in the body, this relaxation is in the mind also. It is the whole system, the whole vehicles, vehicle goes into like a different uh, mode. <coughs> so, if you want to do the whole treatment, make sure you come to the physical practices and make sure that you follow the instructions and work with attention and you will see how powerful tool it is. And then, um, we don't only do this, we also uh, do the meditation practices. And to understand what we do in the meditation practices, we have to understand a little bit what is the thing that is called mind? And I've used um, I've used the word mind many times already, and uh, now it's a good moment to explain what the mind is. So the mind is uh, this thing that uh, you are using now to listen to me. You are all using your mind in order to listen to me. Uh, you are using your mind in order to think about what I say. And uh, you can use your mind to decide uh, what is the next action. For example, if you were able to talk, 
maybe you would decide that uh, this is a good moment to ask a question. And then you will be able to use your mind to lift your hand and to talk and ask the question. So the mind is our um, most valuable, we can say, instrument through which we communicate with life. Uh, and we can see a person that is unconscious, what we call unconscious, is a person that in that moment the mind is not working. The mind is like shut down. And uh, think of what uh, uh, defines an unconscious person is it doesn't have the ability to perceive the world and doesn't have the ability to communicate back with the world. And this is how, if you know how they check for if the person is conscious or not, they uh, press in some uh, very painful points or they clap the hands very near the ears or they shout the name. And then if the mind is turned off, <laughs> then there will be no perception. There will be no, no, like, um, yeah, no communication between the outer world and uh, the person inside. Um, so this is the mind. And uh, since we cannot go outside of the mind, we can only perceive the life through the mind. We can only think about life through the mind. We can only act in life through the mind. How important it is, how crucial it is, the state of the mind, how the mind is. And just like uh, we've talked before in general about the whole vehicle, and we said the body has to be in good condition for us to cruise through this life, and the mind also. And today, most of the problems I see with people is the state of the mind. The people have everything in life. They have the house, they have the food, they have the children, they have the job, they have the relationship. Everything is okay, but uh, everything is there and there is abundance, there is plenty of everything. But if the mind is not satisfied, or if there is fear or depression, it doesn't matter all the things that we have. If there is confusion or all of our, like a lot of uh, inner criticism or all of these things, or dissatisfaction, it doesn't matter what we have outside because the whole reality will be only what the mind presents to us. And if it presents fear, then the, our life will be full of fear. And if it presents depression, then our life will be uh, full of depression or whatever it is that the mind uh, shows us that this is reality. This will be our reality. We have no other connection to reality, no direct connection to reality. Um, very uh, simple example, think that you have glasses. And yeah, with people with glasses, it's very clear that the state of the glasses, this is what they will see of the world. And then if the glasses are very clear and shining and new, then the image of the world will be very accurate. But uh, if the glasses are full of scratches or are tinted with color, then the world will be uh, will look as if it is full of scratches or it will look tinted, it will get the color, but the color is not in the world, the color is on the glasses. So the yoga tells us today what we perceive of the world is not the world. You don't see the world. You only see what the content of your mind is, what the mind tells you that there is in the world. But there can be big, big difference between what there really is and what you see. And why is there such a big difference? 
because of a very simple thing. Uh, imagine you had uh, glasses and you're using the glasses. Um, to be able to continue to see the world as it is, you have to do something with the glasses. For example, you have to clean them every now and then. And uh, when they get very scratchy, you have to get new lenses. You have to maintain the glasses in good condition because otherwise they will be full of oil and foot, uh, fingerprints and stuff uh, because you are using them, because you are touching them, because they get dust and all these things. It's because we are using the glasses that they get dirty and transform. And we know that we have the responsibility to, uh, to clean them every now and then. So the same like the glasses, our mind also gets dirty with uh, or transform with the thing it meets with uh, from the fact that we are using it. Um, and then we should have the responsibility of cleaning the mind like we are cleaning the glasses if we want the mind to continue showing us the world as it is. But uh, did anyone ever teach you how to clean the mind? when you were a child, it's very interesting that they didn't teach us. So um, we go through life and maybe we're 30 or 40 or 50, doesn't matter. And we have never cleaned our mind. We don't even maybe know how to do it. And eventually uh, the mind is so full of stuff that we cannot see through. We have no idea what is out there. We can only see what is here, what the mind presents. And it's like a person that has glasses, that wears glasses, and uh, they are already so full of scratches and footprints, uh, fingerprints, that he thinks that this is the reality. But then in one moment, if he gets new glasses, then he will realize, oh, how much I didn't see, how twisted, how uh, distorted the image of the world was. We are in this condition. We don't know that now we see the world distorted. We think that this is the world, that our life is like this and like that. But we will only realize how distorted our vision of the world is after we clean the mind. No? After we do something to transform the state of the mind, and then we will be able to say, oh, now I can see what there really is and how different it was from before. Um, so this is what we are going to do here. Slowly, slowly. Uh, because it takes uh, time um, and to, to change the state of the mind. And it takes time to change it because it has been like this for so long. Uh, very simple example. Imagine you have a, a pot that you cook in. And uh, you usually you cook a soup in this pot. And uh, then for uh, 30 years or 40 or 50 years, you didn't wash the pot. Okay? You used it. But uh, and there was some leftovers in the pot and you neglected it for 30 or 40 and 50 years. And now you want to come and clean it. How, uh, how will it feel to clean a pot that hasn't been cleaned for 40 years? Um, and if we compare it to a pot that you've just finished cooking and you clean immediately. Of course, the pot that hasn't been cleaned for many years, we will have to put a little bit more effort in cleaning it and uh, maybe to use some special instruments and uh, liquids 
to clean it and for some time while we clean it it will seem that there is no change you know that it's not coming off you know it that it was like a old stove that is full of this black stuff brown stuff and you try to clean it in the beginning it seems like it's never going to come up you know it's it's like this and it's going to stay like this so this is what is going to happen here maybe in the beginning we will feel that um well nothing is happening yeah and we will have to put a lot of effort and a lot of, and to be very steady and continuous in our practice but it's only because for so long we haven't been cleaning it or we have never cleaned it before and then we know that we have to put the effort but if we put the effort and we continue scrubbing eventually we will see the mind uh, clearing how do we scratch the mind how do we clean the mind so of course uh, first of all we say all the conditions that we have created without the form without the talking all already doesn't accumulate more information or more uh, stuff on the mind but then in this practice of one-pointed uh, meditation one-pointed concentration what we do is we direct the attention we put the mind only on one thing and because we put it only on one thing then uh, slowly we will see that all the other movement of the mind is uh, diminishing then the mind still wants to think and want to listen and wants to do a lot of things but we don't cooperate with it we don't uh, give it attention we don't um, yeah we don't follow it so slowly all the movement of the mind will diminish we will meet it later on in our practices slowly all the movement of the mind will diminish and eventually the mind will be established on one we can say like frequency of only being concentrated but this will not happen in the beginning in the beginning what you will feel is completely the opposite of concentration and silence what you will feel is a lot of commotion a lot of movement especially because we are not talking and we are not busy with anything then we will see my god how our mind is full of stuff and this will be this is okay this is you know just just looking at the engine to check what there is there so we see this is how the mind is now but the more we point it to one thing and we don't give attention to all the others then slowly slowly the mind will stabilize the mind will clean until it eventually will um, uh, become more and more clear and concentrated and then we will see that uh, with this clear and concentrated mind we can when we look at life we look we see it completely different now it will present us life and not our ideas about life so this is what is going to happen during these days so uh, just to summarize what we have talked about here uh, yeah first of all don't uh, whatever comes up during these uh, days is not a problem it's only because we have started the silence and these different conditions and the mind is still running so whatever goes on in your mind don't bother about it this is unavoidable so this is one important thing to remember and the second important thing is just follow the schedule follow the the practices follow the techniques and you will see that slowly slowly they will clean and stabilize the mind and then tomorrow we will uh, 
on our next Dharma talk, we will continue exploring exactly what is happening there in the practice and all the rest of the things that we should know. Uh, okay, so let's finish with uh, one moment of uh, concentration. So just close your eyes. And just follow the breath for a few moments. And bring this new idea that uh, doesn't matter what occupies the mind, this is unavoidable, don't bother about the contents. Just direct the mind, the attention to the breath and see that you can do it. Finish this uh, talk with a thank you, then bring your palms together, lower the chin, and we can say thank you for the pleasure of uh, studying together, and may the result of this uh, learning be for the benefit of all creation. Thank you.